0: Welcome to my show, Revive with Jana. I am your host, Jana Johnson, and this podcast is where you will learn how to become your wellness advocate, how to overcome adversity, and how to heal and balance your body so you can be the best version of you. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing to my show. Hi, welcome to my show, Revive with Jana. This is a special episode today. Uh, for all my listeners, I have a very special guest with me, and if you have not heard of him, then you're in for a real treat. Cute is a beloved speaker, transformational teacher, visionary guide, podcast host of Soul Talk, and a national best-selling author of "You Are the One" in his most recent book, "Magic of Surrender." Cute, I'm thrilled to have you, and I got to thank Amberly Lago. She's my soul sister and my mentor for connecting us. Cute, welcome to my show. I'm overjoyed having you here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, um, cute. I want to jump right into this topic because I want to dive really deep into what it means to surrender. I think when people hear the word surrender, they think it means giving up or something that's used in the holistic world. But surrendering is not something that someone can fake, um, and it's not easy to surrender. How would you describe what it means to surrender?
1: Yeah, look, I think in our culture today, we have so many misconceptions about the word surrender. This idea that surrender is weak, surrender is passive, that surrender is giving up, that surrender is waving the white flag, that if you surrender, you're going to be a doormat, you're going to be left behind, that you won't, you'll be a victim, you know, you're going to be taken advantage of You won't manifest your goals, dreams, and desires. You're going to get less in life. And so with those definitions, who the hell would want to surrender? It's not that inspiring or exciting. And so I'm saying if you really understand the real essence of surrender, what it really is, uh, I think surrender is the most powerful thing that you can do. And so in understanding what real surrender is, like what if you didn't get less in life, but you got more? more than you could have planned and intended and imagined uh, with your mind, with your logic, with your ego. And so in a sense, surrender is to let go of control, or I should say the illusion that we are in control in the first place. Surrender is when you stop trying to force and manipulate life to fit your limited idea of how you think it should be and who you think you should be and how you think it's going to happen so that you can be open and available. It's to take the limitations off of life, to be open, to be available, to allow life to show you. And you know, when I really look at all of the truly great ones, whether it's a Jesus, a Buddha, a Gandhi, a Mother Teresa, a Mandela, a Martin Luther King, uh, a Bruce Lee, a Muhammad Ali, you know, none of which were weak people, At some point, they all got to that moment in their lives where they all surrendered themselves. They surrendered themselves to God, to the divine, to the universe, to the infinite. They surrendered themselves to that purpose that was bigger than themselves. Maybe not what they thought, but it was bigger than themselves. They surrendered themselves, and in that surrender, I think they were able to transcend their human limitations, and tap into another dimension of life, another dimension of their own true potential. And that's when, you know, life, God was able to use them. Life was able to express through them and manifest through them and create through them. And so I believe that surrender is is the key to the next level of our lives. It's the real secret to manifestation. It's the password to freedom. Uh, in a sense. And so I think if we want more magic in our lives, and when I say magic, I don't mean like a hocus pocus, I just mean more, like more abundance and more joy and more prosperity and more love. Um, If we want more magic, we have to surrender. And part of what that means is that next level of our lives requires a next level of who we are. The next level of who we are requires that we let go of who we've been, requires that we let go of Whatever is no longer a vibrational match requires that we let go of whatever is no longer aligned. But what we tend to do as human beings is we tend to hold on, hold on to what's not working, hold on to what we know out of comfort, out of self-preservation, out of fear, not realizing that holding on just keeps us stuck. And so part of surrender is a a letting go so that we can just make space, for more, make space for more creativity, more of life, more of God, more of our soul's highest expression. So to me, the old paradigm, uh, often what we've been conditioned into, even if you look at many of the self-help books, which I've read freaking hundreds of them, you know, talk about know what you want and you got to know what you want to get what you want. You got, got to write it down, get clear, nothing wrong with that. And I think that you can, to me, I call this the ego-based model Of creating and you can't manifest this way like declare what you want know what you want and go for it great But I think it's limited. It's limiting. It's limited in some way Because whatever you you create with your mind with your ego The ego is conditioned. The ego is not infinite. The ego is finite. The ego is limited The ego is conditioned from past programming So whatever we create from the level of the ego no matter how amazing will be limited in some way and so You might achieve what you thought you wanted. And I think we've all had this experience where we attain something only to realize that what we achieved was not what we really wanted. It was just what we thought we wanted based on who we thought we were. And often what we think we want can be projections of unmet needs uh, from childhood and conditioning. And so for me, the question is not simply like, what do I want? This I that we think we are. The question becomes like, a bigger question. What is it that life is seeking to express through me? What is it that God is seeking to express through me? What is, what is this intelligence? What is my soul seeking to manifest? What is the deepest impulse of what is seeking to be expressed through me? And I think part of our role is to sort of be still and listen, to be still and kind of catch that, that feel the vision of what is seeking to express so that we can then align our mind align our personalities in sync with life in sync with this intelligence then we can live in flow and create in flow and, and 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 sometimes uh what we're guided to do and what we're guided to express will not always make sense to our logical mind will not always make sense to our personality because it's arising from a deeper dimension than our logic and i think that's when we know when we're on the right track and so part of surrender is feeling what that is and then moving in that direction, giving 100%, going for it, playing full out without attachment to the specific outcome. And so people think, I just sit there and do nothing. No, once you kind of get a sense of what is authentic, go for it. 100%, full action, give everything. But the key is to not be attached to the outcome. Then you're available. Then you're more committed to the process. Then you're also available to, and I think this is a key, allowing life to lead you, allowing life to guide you, allowing life to show you, because I think if, we, if we're if we willing to be open and available, then you'll start seeing that life has an intelligence, life has a flow and life will guide you. And I think part of it is 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 allowing yourself to be led by life. So that's part of what surrender is.
0: I think it's really hard when you're talking about attachment. I think it's really, really hard for people to understand For me personally, I lived, I I just turned 42 yesterday and I lived my first 38 years attaching happiness. I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when I have this, when I'm in this relationship. And when I had my come to and surrendered, I realized and looked back that I was attaching my happiness. And and when you do that, you're, you're attaching it to something that may or may not happen, that's not permanent. And you have to create your happiness within yourself, and I think when people who are wanting to surrender but they're not they just don't quite get it, it's because there's this fear of letting go. there's this there's this internal need that was created from from their childhood limiting beliefs that like makes them think that they, oh, I need this, I, I need to prove something.
1: It's the the ego is what is afraid of surrendering because in a sense you know let's back up a second surrender i'm actually going to say surrender is easy and so sur- doesn't feel easy <laughs> but surrender is actually our natural state if you look at a baby a child that they're surrendered they flow when they flow they cry when they feel like they they poop when they feel like they are just being whatever they are they jump on the table and sing when they feel like they run naked, they don't care what they look like on Instagram, You know, they're just being whatever they are, they're surrendered. Okay, as an example, I'm holding a pen, I'm making a fist for those listening on audio. And the more I tighten this fist, it gets uncomfortable. But after a while, if I hold this position, it starts feeling normal, like me contracting my fist and holding this, it starts feeling normal. But if I said like surrender and let go, I mean, how easy is that to just drop just drop the pen. It's it's actually harder to make this face but we've just gotten so conditioned and used to holding ourselves in a certain way of being and being a certain person and holding certain beliefs that letting go feels scary and so it's the ego that resists surrender. For the ego, surrender feels like a death. The ego is that which we mistakenly perceive ourselves to be or believe ourselves to be based on name, body, form, I- identity, you know, belief systems, feelings, emotions, memories, history, traumas that we attach to and hold on to that gives us a false sense of me. It gives me a false sense. And so when you talk about letting go and surrender, that idea of who we think we are, that we've held on to, which is identity and identification. Ego is terrified of surrendering because oh, who, who will I be if I don't believe that? And if I think I am the beliefs, and if I think I am those emotions, and if I think I am those memories, if I think I am that identity and idea, if I let that go, who am I going to be? And so it feels like a death. And so ego, ego is not a thing. <clears throat> ego is a process. Ego is a process of identification. A bicycle is a thing, as an example. The pedaling is a process. So identification is the process. And so ego is not really a thing. When we understand that ego is not what we are, those thoughts, those beliefs, those ideas, those identities, those emotions, it's not what we are. It's just the way we've attached to those things, giving us a false sense of me that's what that's what holds on and so it's ego that resists and so so just to give people a sense when we're born we're born free we're just these these kind of creative beings in touch with the infinite in touch with source energy in touch with the divine We're, we're just full of love full of light we don't know what's good or bad we don't know what's right or wrong we don't know i'm not enough I'm good enough. I'm bad enough. We're just being until dad says, hey, shut up. Be quiet. You can't sing. You can't draw. You can't do this. You're not enough. You know, get all lazy. Why can't you be more like Susie? And so two things happen in terms of how ego starts getting creative. The first thing is we learn all sorts of strategies to shut down, disconnect, and not feel suppress, 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 suppress. You know, we we incarnate into this human experience. We meet mom and dad. Maybe dad is crazy. Mom is an alcoholic. Maybe they're fighting all the time. Maybe they're great people, but they just didn't know emotionally how to meet our needs. And that was painful. And so we, because it was painful, we started suppressing our feelings, suppressing our feelings, suppressing our feelings. We closed our heart as a form of protection survival and control and now we go through our entire life with this belief it's not safe to be open it's not safe to feel my feelings because when i feel my feelings bad things happen it's not safe to open my heart because when i open my heart my emotional needs aren't met and that's too painful i don't want to feel that pain again so boom so now we go through life in this sort of closed structure closed way of being thinking that's who we are then we become who we think we need to be in order to get love and validation and approval. Oh, we develop a role, we develop a mask, we develop a persona, we develop a limiting character that we kind of contort ourselves into to get love, validation, approval. We become the nice person, the good girl, the good boy, the the independent one, the funny one, the caretaker, the over-responsible one, because we think that's who we need to be. And when we're a certain way, dad loves us mom loves us so now we again control ourselves into the shape and so that sense of identification that we've become is not who we really are it's just conditioning and the degree to which we are should we see attached and identified with the version of ourselves that we've become that's ego and so to let that go when you talk about surrender it feels scary even mm-hmm. though is natural. It can feel scary because we're, we're, we're kind of, a, so we have to understand too, that the job of the ego, twofold. Number one, to protect you from getting hurt, like you were hurt back then. To protect you from getting hurt. So it's well intended. So So control, like if I can control my emotions, control how you see me, can control getting hurt or not getting, if I can control everything around me, then maybe I won't get hurt like I was hurt when I was five maybe I'll not get hurt like I was hurt when I was 15. And so the the resistance to surrender is actually well intended. It's a beautiful intention. It's just limited. So when we can realize that the job of the ego is to protect you from getting hurt and the job of the ego is to reinforce its existence, then you can start cultivating a different relationship with the ego rather than like fighting it and thinking the ego is the enemy is actually just to meet the ego with love and compassion and hold it gently, because I think healing happens when we bring love to those parts of ourselves that are hurting and afraid. And so when we can meet our resistance and control with, with love and compassion, then we can relax and surrender can begin to happen.
0: You know, when we're born, we come in and we're, we're, we're innocent and, and free. And then as we grow up, um, we get these these tapes in our head right these limiting beliefs and you basically live your life going about it reacting choosing saying based upon something you didn't receive as a kid something that you're constantly looking for and it's almost like you live your entire life chasing after this that you know, it's really all within ourselves.
1: See, because the thing is, yes, you're hitting something on the head because we grew up with the sense because we felt that we weren't loved unconditionally. Oh, when I was funny, mom loved me. When I got all A's, I got more love than when I got C's. Oh, why can't you be more like your sister Susie or the girl down the street? So we now unconsciously believe, and most of us aren't, we don't hear this but we're taught this that love is conditional that love is something that you need to do something in order to get it outside of yourself oh so then we think oh if i can make a zillion dollars, if I can have that perfect body, if I can, you know, have the perfect hair, the perfect shoes, the perfect car, the perfect whatever it is, then I'm going to get love and be validated and I'm going to finally be enough. So then we spend our entire lives thinking love is something you need to be something in order to do, in order to get, and it's something outside of ourselves when in fact love is our nature. Love is what we are. Happiness is our nature. Happiness is what we are, but we've just been conditioned, you know, conditioned out of it. You mentioned happiness. I want to kind of maybe just piggyback on something you said. This idea that happiness is outside, so we're constantly chasing and seeking. Okay? And so we're constantly chasing and seeking happiness. And we mistakenly, and I'm gonna try to break something down that's a bit complex, but very simply simply, we mistakenly assign objects. As the source of our happiness. Oh, I got that watch. Really happy. Got that handbag. I'm happy. Now I'm happy. So I want another handbag. I want another car. I want another billion dollars. I want another, you know, iPhone. I want another. And so now our entire life becomes a constant, shall we say, never, a constant, never ending a chase, right? Of seeking and seeking and seeking objects that we have assigned as the source of our happiness. And here's the thing that we need to understand. Objects are not the source of our happiness. Happiness is our nature. You look at a child, a baby, four months old. They, they, nothing happens. They're just happy, just sort of like giggling around. Just It's their nature. So what happens is this. When we seek, we seek, we seek. We're in activity. We're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking. Uh, seeking to build that thing so I can finally be happy. Seeking to get that relationship so I can finally be seeking to get that Ferrari so I can finally be happy. And so what happens? You get the car and we're kind of like happy for a moment, right? Have you ever gotten something new like, ah, I feel so good. See, what happens is when you attain the object, you have a fleeting momentary sense of happiness. Then it's gone. So now you need to keep seeking again, which is why we never stop. But what actually, if you understand what actually happens, what actually happens is when you're seeking, your inactivity, ego is inactivity. When you attain it, you stop seeking. You stopped, activity ceased, you stopped. And so now we think, ah, oh, the object is the reason I'm happy. But it's not the object, it's the fact that you stopped seeking. And when you stop the cessation of seeking, when you stopped seeking, What remained was happiness. What was there was happiness. So we think it's the object that gave us happiness, but it's the the fact that we just stopped activity, we stopped seeking, in the stopping of seeking, we kind of just were able to rest into the happiness that was always there, but we're not in touch with it because we're constantly seeking outside of ourselves. And so when we understand that happiness is what we are, it's our nature, then we can start seeking inside. You know there's a quote from the bible says something like i'm gonna butcher it but the kingdom of heaven is within it doesn't say the kingdom of heaven is in your lamborghini i mean hey i love cars the kingdom it's within you but often we don't look within us we look out in the world and the world is transitory it's temporary it's impermanent it comes and goes so when your sense of happiness and joy is dependent on things outside, your happiness and self-esteem and sense of value will go up and down like the stock market. It will, you'll never feel peace.
0: And I don't think until someone's really healed, done the inner work, truly surrendered, you know, learn to love themselves, um, find and create happiness within themselves. Are they able then to, you can then look back and you just see it all so clearly, right? And you realize like everyone has like this facade. Um, I feel like it's like a bubble that they create, they live in to protect themselves. Almost sometimes like they're they're scared of themselves. I think a lot of the times, I think people kind of know who they are and they're just absolutely terrified to be their true selves. People fear and worry way too much about what other people think?
1: Because it's how we've been conditioned growing up. We've learned from childhood to develop a role, a mask and persona to get love, validation and approval and it's survival. And because we think, oh, when I'm this way, I get more love from dad. When I'm this way, I get more love from mom. So so now we've learned to get love, validation and approval for 25, 30 years of our life, 40 years of our life And now you say, well, just surrender and let go. It's terrifying. It's like, well, how am I going to get love? If I don't do what I've always been doing, how am I going to be loved? If I don't be nice and say yes all the time and sometimes betray myself, who's going to love me when that's how I've I've learned to get love from everyone around me? And so when we understand that underlying even the sort of uh, people-pleasing, you know, external validation-seeking behavior is a positive intention. It's a positive intention. We don't have to judge ourselves. We can understand it and begin to meet ourselves with love and compassion because real healing happens when we bring loving to those parts of ourselves that are hurting, you know. And, And so then we can just say, okay, let me bring love to myself right now i don't have to judge myself let me bring compassion to myself let me bring kindness to myself let me bring let me bring gentleness to myself and i think that's where the healing can happen where we can meet our fear our fear when we can meet our need we can meet our pain with love and compassion
0: absolutely and that kind of brings me to to something that i'm curious um i'm curious what you're going to say is i feel like for me personally, it took going through an absolutely earth-shattering, heartbreaking season of life that led me to learning, number one, I had to learn what forgiveness was. I always thought forgiveness meant saying like, oh, I forgive you, so what you did is okay, when instead forgiveness is, is it's not about the other person, forgiveness is for yourself um so you can let go of that pain and stop giving that person that power constantly by not forgiving so for me personally it took me going through a really hard time to learn number one what forgiveness was number two I needed to love myself and I didn't and it led me to surrender do you think cute that it has to be that way are we meant to go through this Do we have to go through a big, transformational, hard moment to get to surrender?
1: Does it have to be that way? No. Are there other ways to grow? Yes. But because we're humans and often identified with our ego selves, then often the degree to which we are identified with our ego selves is often the degree to which we have to go through some challenging stuff to kind of crack us open uh, to to let go. Because if we were like, okay, let go, surrender, then probably we wouldn't need to go through some of the things that we end up going through. But sometimes the things we go through is the only way because we're holding on so tightly to our attachments and our ideas and relationships and things that that are not aligned that it's our holding on that causes our suffering. Not God, not the universe. And and so I think the degree to which we're willing to let go and surrender is the degree to which we don't have to go through certain painful things because it's no longer necessary. But I will say that in this human experience, we will all go through stuff, different degrees of things, uh, because I believe that we are souls. And first and foremost, as souls, we incarnate into this human experience in order to learn, in order to grow, in order to evolve. And to me, life is like a university for our soul's growth and evolution. Life is like a classroom, you know, a seminar for our soul's growth and evolution. And we incarnate in order to learn, to grow, to become more of who we are and to learn the lessons. And so the way I see it, if that is the case, if life is a school, then everybody's your teacher and every experience you go through is a invitation for you to grow and evolve and so typically from the lens of the ego we tend to look at things in life from the let's call it the goal line what happened he did this and she did that and you know good and bad right and wrong only okay that's one level but it's limited But if you start seeing yourself as a soul, you don't just look at it one dimensionally. You start looking at life more multidimensionally. And rather than feeling like a victim of he did this and they did that and just getting caught up in the story, you start asking the question, if life is a school and I'm a soul and everyone is my teacher and everything is part of my curriculum, then even though this situation is kind of screwed up or painful or difficult right now, why why did my soul attract this situation? Why did my soul attract this person? What is my soul seeking to go through in this experience right now? What is my soul seeking to learn by going through this breakup? What is my soul in this classroom? It's like when we go to university, we have a difficult semester with a difficult professor and maybe your ex or maybe your boss is your difficult professor, but I guarantee you if life is a classroom and you're a soul and you shift how you relate to life That gives you the ability to not surrender to the situation, but surrender to the lesson in the situation. And when you surrender to the lesson in the situation, it shifts your perspective, which gives you the ability to go through the situation with a whole different lens, with a whole different understanding. It's like, okay, what is my soul seeking to learn? Because when you learn the lesson where you are with who you're with, that's the key that unlocks the next level. To your life, and when you unlock the next level to your life, and you learn the lesson, you'll attract a different situation, a different experience, and you will extract the gift from that situation. That sometimes those gifts comes gift wrapped in challenges, you know. And so, uh, I think part of it is that perspective shift, you know, when you when you can see it differently. It's like, oh, I'm a soul. Okay, everything is conspiring to help me grow and evolve. But looking at it through those through that lens so that you can extract the lesson that that's the shift so even if yes someone screwed you over it was difficult when you're able to understand okay this is why i'm going through this situation this is why i attracted this person this is what this person reflected to me about myself this is this is they cheated you can make it about them or you can go why did my soul attract this and what is my soul seeking to learn and What did they mirror to me about myself and how did I attract this dynamic? Because when you can take responsibility and learn and grow, it's much easier to learn the lesson and forgive. And you move out of victim position to a deeper soul understanding, then it's much easier to forgive them, to forgive yourself, learn the lesson and move on rather than just getting stuck in the story. They did this and they did that and they're wrong. And maybe you're right. You're right. They're wrong. It doesn't uh, take away from or condone what they did. But if you just stay stuck in right and wrong and the story, you will not be free. And that's why, yes, forgiveness is forgiving yourself, forgiving the other person, learning the lesson. And then, you know, when you look at things from a soul perspective, when you're able to look back at that person that broke your heart completely, not that what they did was right, But from a soul level you're able to look back and say wow thank you like thank you for breaking my heart because the fact that you broke my heart and not just as an intellectual thing that you read in the book but as an experience like thank you for breaking my heart because had you not broken my heart i may never have have done the healing to go inside and do the therapy and do the healing and get on the spiritual path so i could find my true self and my true value and my true worth you know but then you're able to go go to a deeper level of forgiveness you look at things differently
0: i do believe that adversity is our teacher we have to choose for that to be and it's it's really easy to say you know to shift your mindset and stuff like that but there's 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 so much power in doing so because too many people stay in this victim mindset right and it's like well you don't understand they really they really hurt me i didn't i didn't deserve that i didn't do anything that's just going to happen that's just part of life But you have to choose if how much power you're going to give it and if you're going to stay stuck in that moment because i believe in like you said the classroom life's like a video game right if you want to go up to the next level you got to learn how to beat where you're at And when you do you move
1: up all lessons are repeated until learned and if you keep attracting the same situations it just means you haven't learned the lesson there's like three reasons why things tend to not manifest number one the dream or the vision or the goal that you're trying to manifest is not aligned with your soul's highest intention. And you're trying to force something to be that isn't, and the universe is giving you feedback. So rather than force, step back, reconnect, and get clear on what the real goal is. The authentic goal is, not a goal based on your conditioning. Number two, sometimes there's just not time yet. Everything has a season. Everything has a season. There's summer, there's spring, there's summer, there's autumn, there's there's winter. Everything has a a natural season under the sun, under nature. And so sometimes we just want things when we want them, but the mango is not ripe yet. The fruit's not ripe yet. So we have to learn how to sort of get in sync with the flow of life and trust divine timing. But the third thing which we're kind of speaking to is you have not learned the lesson where you are with who you're with and when you don't learn the lesson where you are with who you're with that's what blocks the manifestation of the next level of your life and when you can learn the lesson where you are with who you're with that's the key to unlock the next level of your life and that's that's what's important
0: i can remember where i was in that moment where i truly surrendered and like you said it's like people continue to encounter the same problem the same situation and over and over again and and that was like that with myself and i just remember the day where i was like why is this happening what is it that i need to learn there's something that i'm not learning that the universe is trying to show me and i just remember the moment where i learned forgiveness the moment i surrendered uh gosh i felt so light and free inside i felt like a a million pounds was lifted off my shoulders but but what happened cute was that my approach to life changed. I felt so full inside that everywhere where I was looking for happiness and attaching it to, it just didn't appeal to me anymore. And I think something that's really important to say is that I personally was very surprised at how everything that really wasn't for my best in my life, like the things that were not really good for me, they just kind of fell off and didn't fit in my life anymore, you know? And that was with, well, that was with people too. Like people, I was like, well, I thought they were my friend, but sometimes they don't, they don't like the new version of you. Right. It makes them feel uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. If you want to find out who your real friends are, be yourself, be authentic because many times based on the role that we're playing and the masks that we've been conditioned to, to be and learn how to be, to get love, we attract people, who are attracted to those roles and masks that we're playing. It's not their fault. It's We're playing the roles and the masks. So as we evolve, as we surrender, as we heal, as we transform, as we let go, as we become more authentic, the people that were simply attracted to the roles and the masks will fall away. And those that are truly attracted to the essence of who you are, your authentic nature, will either stay or you'll attract more people into your life. And that's just a sign of growth. That's the sign of growth. The next level of your life requires the next level of you, which requires that you let go of everything and everyone that's no longer a vibrational match. But what we tend to do is hold on out of fear, out of comfort, out of familiarity, not realizing that we are the ones that are blocking our blessing. But when we let go, we make space. When we let go, we make room. But you can't manifest the next level or the new being the old.
0: 100%. Because I think what makes it really hard for people to surrender is the idea of like not having control. Everyone wants to control their life. And that can be really, really scary. I, I can remember the old me, as I as I like to say, thinking like, oh, I couldn't imagine not having that person in my life. They'll always be in my life. When I became my authentic self, well, they just fell off. And, and it was really hard. It's almost like I went through a heartbreak in a sense, but I wouldn't be where I am in life today or be talking with you or or have the the friends and happiness and true love and joy in my life if I never would have surrendered and let go and just it's not about telling the universe. It's about, it's about saying, show me what it is that I need to do and I need to be. I want to be my authentic self, but you got to allow it. And, it. and that can be uncomfortable, but I believe that we grow in the discomfort, is there a question you would ask someone that they could ask themselves to see if they're truly ready to surrender? Do you think you have to be ready to surrender or?
1: Yeah. I don't know if you have to be ready or not be ready or, you know, think you're ready. Because Sometimes you can think you're ready and tell yourself you're ready, but you're, you're, you're BSing yourself. And sometimes you don't think you're ready, but it's time anyway, and the universe is going to move. And so are you ever ready to have a kid? Are you ever ready? It just, it happens, life happens, life unfolds. And so, you know, I think, I think a question I often invite people to sit with in the process of surrender is, is really looking at like, one of the things that stops us from being free and surrendering are all the ways that we lie to ourselves. As human beings, we are constantly lying to ourselves. We've been conditioned to lie to ourselves from childhood for all the reasons I've said, some of which is unintentional, some of which is unconscious. Being who we think we need to be to get love, validation, approval, suppressing our emotions and feelings like, I feel great. I'm fine. I don't feel that. And we've learned to lie to ourselves. And so one thing I would invite people to sit with as as a real exploration as you consider surrender is looking at what lies am i telling myself like what lies am i telling myself we stay in relationships that we know we know we pretend that we don't know but we know it's not aligned we know it's not aligned we work jobs that we hate we betray ourselves and say yes when we mean no and wonder why we feel pain and so if we can just sit with there is no transformation and surrender and healing without truth so if you can just start with the truth, just start there. If you're not sure where to start, start with the truth. What lies am I telling myself? Just feel that. What am I pretending to not know? Just feel that. I tell people, take the pressure off of yourself for having to take any action. Sometimes the fear of the consequence of the action of telling yourself the truth is what blocks you and the self-protective ego kicks in. Oh, I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know if this person's right for me. You know if this person's right for you or not. You know, how many times have folks listening, but how many times have you been in a relationship and you were like, I don't know if this person is right. And you would speak to your girlfriends about it. You know, your guy friends about it. Two years later, a year later, six months, you broke up and they're like, well, yeah, I broke up. Well, why? I I, I knew it was never going to work. We know, but we're afraid to own that knowing because we're afraid of the consequence. And so take the pressure off of yourself for from having to take any action and just own the truth. I hate my job. I'm no longer in love with this person. You know, I have an alcohol problem. Just the truth. The truth will set you free. And you have to want the truth more than you want what you have. You have to want the truth more than you want what you think you want. And when you start with the truth, you begin to free yourself. That's the beginning of surrender. That's the beginning of surrender. So what lies am I telling myself? What am I pretending to not know? And to have the willingness to... To feel the pain, we're a culture that we run away from pain. Oh, you feel pain? Ah, oh, just buy something. You feel pain? Go online. You feel pain? Scroll on social media. You feel pain? Uh, 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 you know, have sex, have a drink, do some drugs, smoke a cigarette, whatever it is, just, 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 just numb it away and anesthetize it away. Don't feel the pain, and that is what's keeping us stuck. When we lie to us, to me, pain is a blessing. Pain is a signal. Pain is a gift. Pain is just giving us feedback to where we're not telling the truth. Pain is giving us feedback to where we're not in alignment. Pain is giving us feedback showing where we're not being authentic. And so, when we lie to ourselves, it's painful. It's meant to be painful. And, and so, so when we don't listen to that, we don't receive the feedback. So when we when we feel the pain, so I'm saying feel the pain, because pain is meant to be. It's meant to be painful. And so when we, when, we, when we feel the pain, we can make pain our friend and say, okay, what is the message of this pain? What is this pain communicating to me? What is the feedback of this pain? Then we're able to receive the gift that the pain is trying to communicate to us. And that's when we can begin shifting. So what lies am I telling myself? And we have to be willing to be really real and honest and create the spaces in our life. Sometimes we create so much busyness in our life because we know we're afraid that if we're actually still we might listen. And if we listen, we might get in touch with the truth. And because we're sometimes afraid of the truth, we keep ourselves unnecessarily busy, which keeps us stuck in the lie, which keeps us miserable and which prevents us from surrendering. You know, So denial is a strategy to avoid surrendering.
0: You have to be able to look in the mirror. People have to stop pointing the finger at, at what hurt them, who hurt them, and really look in the mirror. And it's in the pain, which is discomfort where we grow. And I think it's important to, you know, when people feel pain, they, it's like, why do you not want to feel it? What is it about that that's hurting you? Because that's probably stemming from some sort of, of limiting belief that was created somewhere along the line in, in growing up. Right. But if you don't trace that back and, and, and understand why that was created and that, that person's actions were not your fault, that was their limiting beliefs. It's like peeling back an onion, kind of right. And you cannot ignore the pain. You you can't drown it out. People say overstimulated, they keep themselves busy because it's just easier to go through life that way. It's it's like it's like people live on autopilot, right? That's how I like to. That's how I perceive that. Anyways, I absolutely could sit here and talk with you all day. I'm so very very grateful for this time with you. I want to to just. Thank you for your wisdom, your knowledge, for sharing it. And where can people find you? Instagram, um, you have Soul Talk, your podcast, your books. Yeah, there's a couple
1: of ways. Number one, I would say everyone start with the Magic of Surrender book. It was written very simply. Uh, and and there's so many gems in that book that will guide you in the pathway, in the process of surrender and simplifying it so the magic of surrender book available on amazon get you can get it on paperback. my main website kut blackson k-u-t-e kut blackson.com uh this december the 5th through the 15th for those for those of you that feel shall we say ready for your next level for those of you that feel a calling to make a difference in the world for those of you that feel ready to heal and transform and share your gifts with the planet at that next level twice a year for the last 11 to 12 years i've done a very special event it's called boundless bliss the bali breakthrough experience it's 12 days in bali 2023 this december the 5th through the 16th 12 days is the final event i'm doing in bali i'm going to be i'm going to be focusing on uh, smaller events big smaller as in two three day events four day events and bigger events and so if you feel inspired and, and you feel a calling for that next level you can find out more information uh, www.boundlessblissbali.com that's boundlessblissbali.com uh yes my podcast soul talk instagram is Kut, kute k u t e kute blackson and facebook is coot love now
0: awesome thank you so much and you know i absolutely love following you listening to your podcast it's been a joy having you here today. And, um, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in and, uh, make sure you go and follow, follow cute and also subscribe to his podcast as well. So thank you all for tuning in and I will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show and make sure to go to revivebyjanna.com to sign up for my weekly newsletter you can follow me on Instagram at Jana to see my health tips and advice.